Mark Ewell, executive director. And by the way, I, I want to—I I love David Cool, the AD there. They don't have height requirements to go to South Christian. I was joking around. I don't want people coming after me. It's not like people would take something serious. I said, uh, Mark Ewell is totally disconnected from that portion of the conversation. Executive director of the Michigan High School Athletic Association, standing in at about six to himself. Uh, he joins us. Did you go to Caledonia? Or I did go to Caledonia, and uh, hey, thanks for giving my brother-in-law Whitney Bell a shout out. That's uh, your brother-in-law. Wife, uh, I didn't yeah, know that. Whitney, yeah, played uh, was a D two All American at Ferris. Uh, ended up playing professional football for about six years. Won a, uh, a ring uh, in the Canadian Football League. Was uh, with the BC Lions. Was a D lineman, and. Now Whitney is uh, living, and uh, he's the varsity defensive coordinator in Caledonia. So always uh, good to give Whitney a little love. Yeah, and uh, uh, he needs a hug right now after what Rockford did on the road to Caledonia last week. Went up 31 nothing, tight game at halftime, two of the best teams in the state. And Yeah, you can just feel it when the regular season was ending last Friday night that it's playoff time, Mark. It's the best time of the year when it comes uh, to high school football. The matchups are all set. The uh, drive to Detroit, the road to Ford Field uh, is ready to go. Uh, anything unique or different as we're now, at least for the time being, looking at the pandemic in the rearview mirror, when you look at rolling into the 2022 Michigan High School football playoff schedule? No, this fall has is, is really been great. You know, it, it feels as normal as anything has in uh, 34 months. Um, you know, we've already got tennis and golf done. We've already awarded those state championships. Uh, soccer district started last week. Uh, cross-country regionals are this weekend. Volleyball starts next week. And like you said, this is the opening weekend of the football playoffs. And, and uh, no, it's been good to not only see kids back playing, but in front of uh, full stands with marching bands and cheerleaders and all of those groups that are you know connected to the Friday night lights in so many of our communities. Um, it's really just been great to be back and excited about the field. You know, this is our second year in a row of using the strength of schedule formula uh, to get teams into the playoffs. It's no longer, you know, simply getting six wins and you're in because, uh, you know, the belief was that some schools were were trying to go out and fill their schedules with, uh, you know, as many weak opponents as they could find just to get to that six wins and you're in. So there's more of an incentive now to, to schedule tougher um, and I think we're seeing uh, some of the fruits of that and it uh, should be a great uh, five-week tournament. I've heard a lot of buzz about three-win teams getting in, uh, that there should be a minimum win total for the playoffs. I know you're going by a point system, which is open to every team uh, in every division in the state. Uh, how do you feel, Mark, when you see three-win teams, uh, teams finishing three and six making the playoffs? Well, you know, it, it's space. You can see that and have some heartburn. But then if you dig a little bit deeper and you see the quality of the league that team was in and you see the quality of those wins and then especially you see the quality of some of those losses, um, you know, under the old system, you could say, well, you know, a, 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 I saw a team that won six games but played in a, in a, in a fairly weak conference and, and, you know, saw them play the first round of the playoffs and, 
that wasn't a postseason looking football team. So, you know, when we were under the old system, just going straight by record, you know, we got some feedback that, you know, a record, um, you know, doesn't tell the whole story. It doesn't tell the quality of, of your schedule and your opponents. And now what we've done is, is really through the formulas, we've put that focus um, on the quality of your schedule. And some are saying, well, no, shouldn't, shouldn't the overall record uh, matter a little bit more? So that's something our staff looks at every single year. We sit down and talk with uh, the Michigan Football Coaches Association. That's our statewide group of football coaches. And we always get good feedback from that group. And our athletic directors are part of that conversation as well. So, uh, you know, when we made the move to strength the schedule, um, because scheduling happens often years in advance. We had to give this at least um, a two-year cycle to see if regular season scheduling has become easier for schools, and I'm really looking forward to the conversations that will take place here uh, in December and January. And for the rest of uh, the fall sports beyond uh, high school football playoffs that will end at Ford Field, any other venue changes, anything going on for parents, coaches, students and players listening across the state no no venue changes and uh you know we're excited that at all of our venues uh we're back to, to full capacity you know and the fall of uh of 2020 we were at cross-country finals at mis you know you want to talk bill about a facility that spread out over a handful of miles and we still could only sell two tickets per participant um, in that first really weird year at uh, MIS as we were coming out of COVID. So, no, if, if there's a, one of the most unique events that we have during the entire year is our cross-country championships. Um, it's eight races, uh, the four girls races, the four boys races in each of the four divisions. Uh, we do it at MIS because there's a ton of parking. The kids actually start in the infield of the NASCAR track. They shoot out um, kind of out, outside the gates there by turn two. The kids kind of run the back 40, and then they come back into uh, the track uh, itself uh, at turn three. And the kids, literally, the finish line is positioned right at the NASCAR finish line on the grass, kind of on the apron of the infield. And there's, again, plenty of indoor buildings if the weather is bad. It, uh, it is literally one of the most unique events um, that we have during the year and excited about all our fall championships and just hope we get some great weather down at MIS a uh, week from Saturday. Are those cross-country kids uh, going three wide around turn two and turn three? <laughs> <laughs> scraping, scraping paint and bumping yeah, bumpers. Yeah, uh, there you go. It, uh, but, but what's really cool, though, Bill, at MIS is, you know, cross-country during the regular season, it's a lot of smaller races, and, and I'm telling you, it truly is a spectacle. We have 10,000 spectators that are spread all over the grounds during the day, and with all those athletes competing, it's a really unique way for our cross-country athletes um, to finish up their season and for a lot of kids to finish up their career. Yeah, and what because cross-country is usually run you know, around a school, out in the middle of uh, you know, a golf course or a field, basically, and to have a venue like that to end it. It was pretty cool. And then before you know it, we'll be into winter sports practices and winter sports. Uh, and you talked about your executive council and who you lean on and changes and everything. And I know we've had a couple of conversations and I get people ask me all the time because I hear you on the show. Uh, what's next on the addition sports? What are in the conversation? I know we've discussed boys volleyball. I think you've mentioned uh, girls hockey. Uh, flag football was thrown out based on what they're doing in the South, but they have a different weather setup than we do here 
in Michigan. Uh, any conversations about the additional sports being added to Michigan high schools? So we actually do a survey that goes to all of our schools, and it's called the, the Future Sport Interest Survey. We do that on a regular rotating basis to where that's a time where we check in to see what sports our schools are sponsoring. And then we also kind of give them a list of different activities for both girls and boys about uh, emerging sports or new sports. Um, you know, certainly this was where the process started when we added the division of girls wrestling to our individual tournament, which uh, we did last March, which was just a smashing success. And so we'll see what kind of feedback we get through that survey. You know, you and I have talked before about, you know, interest in water polo for both boys and girls. For a boys sport, you know, certainly uh, volleyball comes up. And on the girls' side, there's a, a small but growing uh, ice hockey community in our state. So um, that's certainly going to be kind of on one side of the coin. And then the thing that we're also hearing from our membership is really coming out of COVID is we need to make sure that we're doing everything possible to support and help our current sports to grow as well. You know, COVID was really tough on some sports in terms of participation numbers and the number of kids coming out. And, you know, now that uh, we're, we're hopefully in that post-pandemic world, we've really got to look at our current numbers and our existing sports and say, okay, are we doing everything we can to help sports like like softball? Are we doing everything we can to help our skiers during the winter where we're seeing fewer schools sponsoring it? You know, uh, the number of schools that right now have gymnastics are really struggling just because you need a big facility and all of the equipment that comes with having a gymnastics program is very, very expensive. And so there's certainly the, the look forward to what might be some future opportunities, but you can't forget about, uh, being able to support and continue to grow uh, what you've got currently, too. I'm telling you, after reading about what Georgia uh, was doing with their flag football and the numbers increasing and watching powder puff games and the intensity between the juniors and seniors and the girls and how athletic they are, I still think uh, there's a spot for girls flag football, and I don't think it would take away from other sports because girls could double up uh, in that season, which I, I think would be uh, the fall, you know, play on a Monday night or something. I, I do think the girls' flag football uh, would be a hot ticket at high schools. Easy to do, not, you know, no equipment cost. Uh, scheduling could be uh, kept local, and then you have a state tournament. Yeah, and, and I'm really envious of, you know, you mentioned it, Bill, in the opening of my Southern colleagues, because a lot of the Southern states do offer that, and they do it in the winter, because obviously you've got, you know, you're, you're not limited by winter. You've got, you know, your football stadiums, which have finished up in the fall, can now be used for winter activity, and flag football's a great fix there you know our challenge is it would obviously here need to be either a fall sport or a spring sport and you know you, you don't want to undermine what your current numbers are in both the fall and the spring and yeah i get the fact that that could kids do that on the dual sport basis um again conversations we just need to have with our schools but certainly the you know we are uh you know, no longer is baseball the American pastime. I believe that we are a, a football country, and you look at TV ratings at the NFL level and the college level, and um, certainly that thirst and appetite for football is, is there, and we just need to be a very open-minded and creative about uh, future opportunities that may come about. Mark Hewell, Executive Director of the Michigan High School Athletic Association. High school football playoff season is here for the boys beginning on Friday night. Stop out and see your local team play, and 
Once they're eliminated, support other teams. Get out and see the great players. That's the best thing about high school playoff football. You get a chance to see teams you normally can't once your team is eliminated and support girls volleyball in their districts and the boys uh, soccer and cross country and more. Uh, Mark, well done. Good to hear your voice. And it was great to meet your dad on Monday at Railside Golf Club. A really nice gentleman came up. We were scrambling with a internet connection issue. And I said, Hey, I, I just can't talk right now. And he sat down for the first hour when we were sitting there. And then I had to jump back on the highway to downtown Grand Rapids to 96 won the game, our flagship station studios. And before I left, um, he, he introduces himself and he says, I'm Mark Ewell's father. And I go, Oh, you live in Caledonia, right? He goes, yeah. And then he goes, you know, I'm going to the Michigan game, uh, with my son or grandson, Grant, who has a bye week and your son's in the Air Force or at the Air Force Academy. And, you know, I looked down and your father had a pen of Grant and it was awesome. And he was such a gentle, nice guy. And I said, you know what? You're going to have to come in studio with Mark. I think he's coming in a week from today to catch up on other things and we'll get you in studio. So I said, uh, I'll connect with Mark and we'll make it happen. So that always a small world in West Michigan. Million people in the area and everybody knows everybody. You ain't kidding. Yep, my dad Jim, nicest guy in the world. A Michigan season ticket holder since the early seventies, and uh, yeah, he's uh, rooting hard for his Wolverine Saturday night. That's for sure. All right, Mark. A wonderful conversation. Enjoy opening week of high school football playoffs. Thanks, Bill. See ya. All right, Mark Ewell, executive director of the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Checking in on the Meyer guests. I'm Meyer proud to support hundreds. I think it would be hundreds of high schools uh, throughout Michigan and the Midwest, wherever they are part of those local communities.